Greetings and good evening, listeners and fellow podcasters, on this Tuesday, the 1st of June, 2021. My gosh, June of 2021 already. We're halfway through the year, folks. Can you believe it? Where in the hell did it all go? You know, you blink your eyes and half a year is already gone. It's, it's insane. Nevertheless, we have two topics on the docket today, overcoming objection and building trust as a new leader. Very, very fun and important topics um, for, for leaders out in the workplace today. These topics brought to you by a listener and a very good friend of mine, Mr. Jeff Betts. Jeff, thank you for these two topics. They certainly have bearing on the workplace as a whole and can also be very daunting to new leaders and seasoned ones um, alike. All right, enough of the intro. This is not the Academy Awards. It's not American Idol. It's not The View. Wait, The View? Seriously? Who the hell got a hold of my script? <laughs> Man, this is Charlie Mike, damn it. So let's do some Charlie mike in. All right, topic number one. How to, own, how to overcome objection. These, this um, topic actually comes to us by our friends at Crestcom. They are a leadership training team. Um, you can look them up on the internet, and Crestcom is spelled C-R-E-S-T-C-O-M. They are also on Facebook. Follow them. They have some great, great lessons to be learned, and you can hire them for your team. All right, guys, let's dive in. Change management may be one of the most dreaded parts of any organization, and rightfully so, as the majority of change management strategies fail. Uh, Very, very tough one to implement. Some experts say that uh, change management failure rate is is as high as 70%. That's that's a staggering figure, 70% failure rate. Um, An alarming thought if your organization is embarking on change. It is only natural that employees, and I think human beings as uh, as a whole at all levels um, of organizations can see change management as as a negative thing, um, basically destined to fail in in people's eyes. However, um, we all know change is necessary to move any organization forward, to propel it forward. It's imperative for any leader to understand how to address employee objections regarding change as a part of their change management strategy. So what our friends over at Crestcom Leadership did is they compiled some things. Below are the most common objections to organizational change and solutions to overcome those objections and move forward strategically with initiatives involving change, okay? So there is, let's see, I've got six of them. We're going to go ahead and um, kind of discuss and get get into to a few of these. So uh, be patient, sit back, get yourself a drink, and let's talk about some objections and how to overcome them, shall we? All right, objection. It's too much work. So the solution... This is how you can kind of answer that. Implement change management strategies and stages. Avoid change fatigue, which causes burnout due to an excessive amount of changes all at once. Don't try to do too much at once. Small bites of the cheeseburger. Remember, I said that in another episode. Um, There's a a book out there. It's called The Four Executions of of, um, Discipline. And... uh, what that book addresses is that you have to pick three wildly important goals. Any, any, um, uh, anything beyond that is it, it's too daunting. It's too much. You're, you're going to overwhelm your team. You want to you do these things in stages. You want to do these things in baby steps. That's why we have that term. 
um, especially if you have a very green and inexperienced team. You want them to have wins. You don't want the, you don't want change to be. Um, you don't want you don't want them to feel like f- uh, failures. It's super super important to keep your keep your team motivated. All right, number two, objection. I'll lose my job or be replaced. Very very common theme in the workplace, especially in the corporate environment, because as a as an organization restructures itself, uh, you've heard that term before. Everybody's always um, fears that their position is going to be eliminated. Somebody's going to come in and say, you know what? This robot can do the work of four of you. So therefore, we really don't need to continue your position. So the solution, communicate that change is designed to improve their role by addressing current pain points or friction points and challenges not to remove their role. Address your employee's fear of job loss by showing how they are still of value, relevant uh, to the current and future state of, of the organization. Empower them with thoughts. Let them know that what they're doing is extremely important. And like, hey, guys, we're not going to get rid of you. Like, we're, pro- we're propelling the company forward with new initiatives, with new drives. Um, and guess what? We need you, the team, in order to succeed. That's just point blank. I can, we, can, we can't do this alone. We, you know, leaders know that. All right, number three, objection. Learning will be too challenging for me. Um, and one of the uh, potential solutions can be create a formal training program before implementing any change to their roles. The training program must ensure that it will provide them with the skill set required to do their role successfully after the changes have been executed. So leaders, uh, I've seen leaders fail at this um, in a few organizations, even in the service. You know, we got this big rollout, uh, new policy, new procedure that we're going to implement across uh, not only the department, but in an organization as a whole. So you're, you're, you're talking about changing the way that 2,000 people do a job or do a process. You know, um, make, a, make a training plan, a step action drill that will set them up for success that is not hard, it's not scary, um, because more often than not, if, if, if a training plan is not understood when an organization is trying to implement change, um, more often than not, the employee, it, it's, it, you're, you're destined for failure because now, again, you're, you're, you're overwhelming your employees, okay? So number four, uh, this objection is, I don't trust or support the individual leading the change. So a potential solution can be choose multiple individuals at all levels to be champions of change. Failure to have uh, champions at all levels can result in an employee resistance to change and disengagement as they may not personally like the individual advocating change and will ultimately resist. Having a champion at all levels helps employees see that the, uh, the company has done their due diligence to see how the change impacts the organization at multiple levels across both laterally and top to bottom. Um, one of the things that we use at our company is we make sure that um, junior associates um, are part of the are part of the change process. Uh, you know, we poll people. We ask them what do you what do you like to see? What do what do you want to see different? If if you had to implement this change, you know, let's let's go to the whiteboard. Let's go to the whiteboard and discuss this. And, and, and kind of try to figure out how are we going to do this? 
um, and plus. Uh, I get it. Not all personalities are created equal. You're gonna, you're not going to get along with uh, somebody or a group of people. But let's remain professional here, folks. We don't have to be friends. We don't have to, you know, hang out on social media together. Or, you know, go grab a beer on the weekends. But we have to have mutual respect for not only our associates that that are trying to implement this change that we're doing, but for the instructor or instructors that are trying to um, propel the company forward, okay? It's got to be a two-way street, and there is a way to do that. General and mutual respect. That's how you get that done. All right, number five. If it's not broke, don't fix it. How many times have some of us heard, probably a lot of us, we've always done it this way? I can tell you what, any team that I've ever led, uh, that is a forbidden forbidden sentence or phrase in my leadership realm. Not allowed to say it. Matter of fact, I won't even pay attention to you. I don't care if that's the way you've always done it. You know, um, get out of your comfort zone. Uh, We have to change with the times. We have to change with technology. We we even have to change as far as how leadership principles go. You You have to be with the times, okay? So the solution, create a very clear vision of the strategic changes and communicate it often with employees. Show the positive impact that it will have at all levels of the organization. Get individuals excited to, to embark on a new journey that, that's going to make the organization more effective and efficient than before. Get them excited about the project. But most importantly, have them help. What did I say in the last topic? Have them help. Ask your team what they, what they think so you can get their buy-in. Um, buy, team buy-in, super important. Because guess what? Now they've helped implement change. Now they've, they've helped... Um, uh, they've helped with the thought process to critical ideas that is going to only benefit you, the company, and everybody in that organization as a whole. Uh, if they help, you come up with two to three courses of action and one is selected. They helped implement change and therefore are more apt to adapt to it. Makes sense? You know, hey, Johnny, you know, I heard that, uh, you know, packing... Packing boxes is probably, you know, this way is probably not the most effective. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a new person coming in. If you had to train me, what would be the way that you wanted to see things done? What, what were you not taught um, when you first started here at the company? Can, can, can you share some ideas with me? And you sit there and you feverishly take notes. And guess what? When you're engaged and your team sees you engaged, they know you care. They know that their thoughts, they know that their hard work is paying off and that their leader cares about them because you know, their leader cares enough to go to them and ask them, hey, what are your thoughts? How can we do this efficiently and effectively and, let's not forget, safely? Okay, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the, last, the last one in this series. Um, the, the sixth and final objection that we'll um, discuss today is it will take too long to see the results. Very common. You know, if you have, if you're trying to move the needle just a few, just a few uh, points to the right or left, um, some of these changes, especially in the manuf- in manufacturing world, it's not, uh, it's not easy. Trial and error, right? Create, short, create short-term wins to ensure employees follow through on uh, strategic goals requiring change 
Celebrate simple gains instead of only focusing on the end result. I absolutely love that. What did I what did I say earlier? Celebrate small wins. Celebrate the tiny stuff because guess what? When it comes to the big stuff, throw a party, buy pizza, cater it with barbecue. You know, that you know, the the, the simple wins mean a lot too because guess what? Without those simple wins, you can't conquer the task at hand. You can't you can't conquer the big picture. Uh, this will help them engage. Uh, this will help em- engage employees by showing them progress towards the long-term goal. And you can review metrics throughout the entire process to see if it's working or not. Does that make sense? So, I get it. Uh, objections are, are de- definitely a not a not an easy thing, especially for a young leader. I remember when I was commissioned a second lieutenant in the army. I'm reporting to a platoon with, you know, the very most junior person that has three or four years on me. And then my platoon sergeant, oh my gosh, he probably had at least 10 years plus in the service. You know, why are they going to, why are they going to listen to a young snot-nosed punk like me? That's where you got to humble yourself. Humble yourself and say, teach me. I want to learn. You are the resident expert. You're the subject matter experts. And I would love to know what you know. All right, second topic that we will get into this evening is building trust as a new leader. One of my most absolutely favorite topics of all time. Um, It's scary. It is absolutely scary walking into another organization being either a a new leader, a junior leader, a senior leader. It doesn't matter. If you're a new leader, why should people trust you? So the guys over at Ford, oh, excuse me, Forbes magazine, um, and this is an article written by Ms. Nadia Coveney, uh, super, super good article. Uh, we have about five topics here that I want to discuss with you. Um, and topic number one is be an open and effective communicator. So vitally important, ladies and gentlemen, open and effective communication is a key reason for leader success. Being an effective communicator is more than just being able to convey a message that's clear. It also means being a good listener, checking for understanding, and paying attention to nonverbal signs. Nonverbal signs, body language, we talked about that. Very, very important. Openness allows employees to be more engaged in the workplace, and it's a great way of deepening your relationship with your employees. It creates loyalty, mutual respect, and a positive work environment. Employees want to feel like they are part of the bigger picture. My God, that last sentence, the last sentence is so very important. Employees want to feel like they are part of the bigger picture. What's the so what behind this, right? Everybody wants to feel like that. Right, number two, don't set your employees up to fail. No employee wants to fail at their jobs or worse yet, know or feel like their leaders are setting them up to fail. As a leader, you have to make sure that you set clear expectations and have an open two-way line of communication with your employees. It's very, very important, yes, to hold your employees accountable, but don't let that escalate out of control. Don't let bad situations become an opportunity to use an employee as a scapegoat for your failure. That's not fair, and that's, that's, that's quite, quite frankly, it's shitty leadership. When a mistake happens, own it, and don't place blame. Remember, leadership starts with you. Guys, gals, you are responsible for what your team does or fails to do. 
if they do well, give them all the credit. Give them all the attaboys and the pats on the back in the world. If they mess something up, own it. Take it. And guess what? We'll handle that in private. Never out in public. You never throw your team under the bus. You say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Three bags full. I'll fix it. And we'll make this better. We'll make this right. Three, lead by example and demonstrate that you can be trusted. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to read that again. Lead by example and demonstrate that you can be trusted. Mr. John Maxwell says, a leader knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Nothing speaks more loudly when leaders' behaviors model their actions. This, is, this not only influences your employees' actions, but can also drive employee results. It's also important that you're consistent. Don't just talk the talk. Walk the walk. Do what you say you're going to do. Not just sometimes, but all the time. This builds trust, not only for today, but for years to come throughout that team and throughout that organization. If you don't know something, say you don't know it. Learn. Hey, man, I, I, don't, know how, I don't know how to move containers out in the yard. Like, it terrifies me. Um, can you show me how, or I don't have time right now, but can you at least run me through on what we're doing so... We don't, not we, so I don't make a mistake, okay? Just be open and honest. You don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You know, lead by example and demonstrate you can be trusted. So very important part of the workplace and being, being a leader. All right, number four, be, be transparent. Regardless of whether you're giving good or bad feedback, discussing your team's progress, company growth, just be transparent. Don't tell the employees what you think they want to hear, but instead, what they need to hear. Did you hear me? What they need to hear. If you're not comfortable giving, giving negative or uncomfortable feedback, you, you, you need to get there. You know, I, I've been doing this for, you know, I've been leading men and women for 25 years of my life. I still get uncomfortable when I have to drop, drop a bomb on somebody that I really don't want to. But you know what? That's all a part, part of being a leader. It can't be puppies and roses all the time, right? You know, uh, help. It'll help them understand tremendously with their personal and professional growth. In fact, one of the most powerful ways of building trust is to be transparent. Let them look right through you. Remember, body language and body cues tell a lot about a person. Your team, believe it or not, they can tell when you're trying to bullshit them. They'll they'll sniff you out in a heartbeat. Think about when you've completed a project and are looking for feedback. You probably enlist what I like to call your tribe, your crew, your, your trusted individuals, right? The reason you do this is that you know these people whom you trust will be honest with you. They're going to punch you in the nose and they're going to punch you hard. But guess what? That's where the growth happens. That's where mistakes get caught and that's where projects excel. Because guess what? You may have something that's unsafe. You may have something that's not efficient and is causing the line to back up. You can't have that. They're going to tell you their opinion on what works and what doesn't. So that way you can make adjustments as needed and be more successful as a team and as an organization. Folks, I will tell you, you really want to know what's going on in your organization? Go ask the people that are working on your line. Go ask the first line of defense where the rubber meets the road and blood, sweat, and tears are happening 
on an hourly basis. They're going to tell you. They're going to tell you what sucks. They're going to tell you what they like. They're going to tell you what they want. And they're going to tell you what, what they need in order to get their job accomplished in a safe and efficient manner. You know, my, my point to all that is that your employees want the same thing from you. So be factual. Be transparent. Be considerate of their efforts and show support. Or as I'd like to say, speak truth to power. It goes a hell of a long way, guys. All right. Number five and the last one that we have here on this particular topic is show heart. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to go in acting like, you know, you can you can take lightning bolts and, and, and throw them throw them around the earth. You know, in my view, leadership is heart based without heart. How can leaders build trust? Show your employees you care about them and get to know them personally and inside and outside of the business. Find out what their interests are, their hobbies. Be genuine with your efforts. Be present and listen. I can tell you, um, I know something, one little tidbit about every single person on my team and the teams that are adjacent uh, to me as well. Because I take the time and I sit there and I'm like, hey, what do you, you know, what do you and your wife like to do on the weekends? What are your hobbies? Um, you know, where do you, where do you take your kids to? What are your kids' names? You know, when you sit there and you try to be genuine and you're actually caring about something other than, you know, the, the 4,000 pallets that, that you have to load, it goes a long way because guess what? You're showing your human side. You're showing your compassionate side and employees and teams love that. I've worked with many leaders throughout my career And the ones who really were successful and got it right were the ones who were open, transparent, and took the time to get to know employees and generally wanted to see their employees succeed. These leaders understood that relationship building is all about building trust. And when you build trust, you get buy-in. And in return, the employees respected them, trusted them, and quite honestly, worked harder for them. Worked harder for them. Did you hear that? Guess what? Because you asked how little Billy did at his softball game and you congratulated you know, that, that mom or that dad for being a great parent, being a great coach, they're going to want to move faster for you. They're not going to want to disappoint you because you have earned trust. You've earned their respect because, hey, boss man not only cares about me and what's coming down the chute, he actually cares about my family because guess what? When the, when the shit hits the fan at home, go, leave. We'll figure this out. We'll see you when we see you. Take care of what you got at home. At the end of the day, employees just want to know that you got their back, that they can trust you, and that you're invested in them and equally important, that you care. That you care. Does that make sense? It sure as hell better. All right, folks, I'd I'd like to thank Mr. Jeff Betts again for these two great topics. We as leaders have encountered these two in some way, shape, or fashion at the workplace. I I really don't know anybody that hasn't. Um, Those are pretty pretty two common, common topics. How you deal with both of these will either propel you forward or it's going to sink your ship. Please don't have your, please don't have your ship synced. Synced. I can't even talk. Sunk. Jeez, that's awesome English. I done good, right? Uh, that's, it's all up to you, basically. It really is. Um, you know, as always, check me out on Facebook, 
Instagram, and Twitter. Leave me a message or text on my Google Voice number at 509-255-3659. Leave me a message about the show. Leave me some topics. Or say, hey, Santos, I don't like the way you, you say Worcestershire sauce. What? Worcestershire? Damn it. Anna and Leo, leave my script alone. <laughs> my God, I can't even trust my little pups. Anyhow, all right, I can't even trust those little fur snakes. Look, guys, bottom line, I love y'all, and, and it's it's just a it's just a pleasure uh, to do this hobby, and um, you know I, I've reached several people uh, across uh, Facebook, I've crossed LinkedIn, across open platforms, and it's uh, it's a network of people that want to get better, uh, that challenge me to get better, and. and um, that's what it's all about. It's about an open collaboration to where we can sit here and have a professional discussion about being the best leader we possibly can, getting the most out of our teams, how, that, how our teams get the most out of us. When life gets you down and your back's up against the wall, call on some support, wait for reinforcements, and always, always, Charlie Mike. Bye now.